I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 42, Your Money Power. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. And I'm so excited today because we have the amazing Pamela here on the program, and we're going to talk about money empowerment. And I'm so excited to touch on this topic. That's something I think that's both near and dear to our hearts. So welcome, Pamela. I'm so glad you're here today. Oh, thank you so much, Amber. It's wonderful to be here. Wonderful. So tell my listeners a little bit more about you and how you came to do what you're doing today. Um, absolutely. Um, I actually, my money story began probably over 30 years ago. Um, and it, it started probably longer than that, but, um, it was kind of highlighted over 30 years ago with my divorce. Um, at the time, um, my son was very young. He, you know, my, his uh, father and I ultimately divorced by the time he was two, although I had a great job, an entry-level job, just started my career in banking. Um, But I didn't know a lot about managing finances and building wealth, financial planning. Um, And honestly, everything was planned except the divorce. (laughs) So, you know, it took a little bit of, um, you know, soul searching, you know, I had to overcome, you know, limiting beliefs as well as, um, really learning how to practice forgiveness as well. Mm-hmm. And my thought at that time about how, you know, how I was going to build financial security was to work hard. And I did worked really, really hard, but at the expense of spending the more, more time with my son. And as I successfully climbed the corporate ladder, um, you know, more, you know, more and more time was spent away from him. Um, and so I had to decide, you know, I, I really looked inward and decided, okay, is this really what you want to do long term? Or is it something, you know, you're staying in this career because you want to build the financial security, you know, and that was a big part of it. So what I did was I actually stepped into more education, mm-hmm. um, you know, Went, went back to school, got my degree, also became a certified financial planner. Um, and ultimately I decided that was the direction that I wanted to go um, in. And it was really, it came out of me wanting to educate myself and then it turned into a career. So I made the decision to leave corporate America and I stayed there for quite a while, made sure my son was financially independent and successful on his own, then I made that big leap mm. um, into um, leap for, into leaving corporate America. And um, I did take a, a stepping stone. I did work for a full service brokerage firm for a few years, which was valuable, but I knew that was not the direction I wanted to go in because I really wanted to prepare comprehensive plans. And I really wanted to support women, you know, women who, for whatever reason, were not engaged around their money or, you know, because I truly believe that we're very underserved when it comes to 
um, you know, in, in terms of financial advisors. Um, and so I, when I made the decision to set up my own practice, um, I consciously decided that I was going to focus on empowering women. And my goal is, or my ultimate mission is to empower women uh, to confidently build wealth from the inside out. Um, you know, because we need to have that inner wealth, right? Take care of that inner dialogue to be able to build the outer wealth um, that we desire. And what I know is when we can take that, we build that inner wealth and we could take the fear out of building financial freedom, then women will be able to bring their unique gifts into a bigger, um, into the world in a bigger, bolder way. And today I have a practice that I love with um, the financial independence, as well as the time freedom to be able to spend time with my son, who is an awesome, uh, he's an awesome man, and I have a wonderful daughter-in-law, um, and to be able to support the causes, you know, that I'm passionate about and um, work with the clients that that I love working with. So I feel so blessed to be able to do the work that I feel called to do. Oh my gosh, that's such an amazing story. And I I love that you're willing to share that too, because there's going to be women out there that find themselves in an unexpected situation like divorce or like if they have a financial event in their life that puts mm -hmm. them in a different position than they thought they would. And I love that you're saying, hey, that's not the end of your story. There's still more of the story to come. So I'm I want you to elaborate just a little bit, hon. And I love the whole empowerment with women and money. And we'll definitely get into that because I think that's something we both love. But I wanted you to uh, kind of go over a little bit is what is a certified financial planner for those that don't know? Um, yes. And a, a certified financial planner uh professional or a practitioner is someone who has actually, I think it really sets um, sets us apart, you know, because anyone can honestly hang out a shingle and say, I'm a financial planner. But usually, um, especially when you're working with, um, you know, financial advisors that work for brokerage firms, it's really all about gathering assets. You know, they claim they want their financial planner, but really they want you to bring in money so that they can invest. So mm -hmm. with the financial planner, um, um, uh, the certified financial planner designation, it requires the education component. You know, you have to have at least an undergraduate degree. You also have, in addition to that, there's two years of advanced education that you're required to take. There's also an ethics requirement mm -hmm. to it as well. Um, and um, it is, um, there's a process you know, a process. And, and the main thing, I think the most important thing is financial planners, certified financial planners are what's called fiduciaries. Mm -hmm. And as a fiduciary, as you well know, fiduciary legally has to do what's in the best interest of their client, mm -hmm. you know, versus if let's say you just go to um, a financial advisor at a brokerage firm, um, they can make a recommendation to you and it doesn't necessarily mean that legally it's in your best interest, yeah. but as long as it's suitable for you as a client, then it's okay for them to recommend. And so, you know, the one thing that I 
also think is so important is that a certified financial planner takes a holistic approach to a client's situation. You know, um, most people, again, when you think of financial planning, they're thinking of investments. Mm -hmm. But how can you honestly make an investment recommendation if you don't understand the client's overall financial picture, you don't understand their goals and dreams? So that is um, certified financial planner. (laughs) And that's so good because I think there's a lot of financial terminology out there that Mm -hmm. those of us in the financial industry become familiar with, right? That's our territory. But for many people just every day, they're going, okay, I've heard of advisor. I've heard of professional. I've heard of planner. What does that mean? And I love that you take a holistic view of what's important to your client. You know, what's, what are their goals and dreams? What do they want to accomplish? Cause that plays a huge factor into what they decide to do with their money and where they want to put it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's also important to understand what are your goals? You know, um, I used to hear a lot of times, you know, clients will come in, well, I have this amount of money that I want to invest. Where would you recommend that I put it? It's like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) what what is your goal, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but it's ultimately about what the client's goals are, whether they're goals and dreams, um, where are they now and where do they want to be? And, you know, is it realistic in terms of can we get there and how can we get there? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's no one, I guess, I think sometimes there's a notion of there's a a right way (laughs) to go about it, but everyone's goals and dreams are so unique and so different that it's really tailoring a plan that's really going to work for them and what they want to accomplish. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, um, it's, and I'm glad you brought that up because there's no cookie cutter. You know, that's the, that's the thing. Um, It's really unique. Now the process, it's a proven step-by-step process Mm -hmm. that all certified financial planners have to go through. Um, And we are governed by the, the, uh, CFP board of standards, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that, you know, that's monitored, yeah. but everyone's goals and dreams are different. And so it is unique. The financial plan is unique to the individual. Yeah. Cause you're going to have, you know, someone that has a dream of financial independence and in whatever that looks like for them. You might have someone that says, Hey, want to pay off a certain amount of debt and I want to leave a legacy to my kids or a combination thereof. And so it's really finding, okay, if those are your goals and the things let's build something for you that meets what you want to do going forward. And I love that you also brought up too, that it's financially feasible and realistic and within their best interest. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. We, as much as we would love to put a little bit away and have it be millions of dollars later, (laughs) we just want to also make sure, okay, this is what we can do with what you have. And this is what we can make sure you have in the future too, which is exciting. Absolutely. And also what are the, um, here are the options, Yeah. right? Like, for example, there's, um, you know, someone is interested in retiring, you know, I hear this too, you know, maybe they, you know, because usually 50 is around the age where folks start to panic, you know, if they haven't quite saved as much as they feel they should save, Mm -hmm. you know, and you ask them, okay, when would you like to, ideally, when would you like to retire? 
Mm -hmm. I want to retire in five years. Okay. So what have you done so far? Have, what have you saved? You know, and it's just really, you know, whether, like you said, whether it's realistic or not. Um, mm -hmm. And if you're not able to live the lifestyle that you desire, then, yeah. you know, an option would be maybe you need to push out that retirement yeah. um, some years, right? So yeah, it's absolutely important to be realistic um, when you're looking at goals. Absolutely. And just giving him that, um, I think that knowledge base, that awareness is so empowering because then you go, okay, all right, this is where I'm at. And for someone like you, Pamela saying, okay, this is where you want to go. This is your goals and dreams. Okay. This is the route to get there. And that awareness for people, I think is huge because then they have a, an idea of like, okay, this is what it's going to look like. These are the action steps I need to take. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. So now, hun, I want to get into empowerment. I love that you say, let's empower the inside and then the financial um, results will come out on the outside. So I'd love for you to dive into that a little bit and talk about why that is so important to kind of fix inward before then we can see the results outward. Um, absolutely. Um, what's important and what I have found or, and I truly believe that there are three pillars of money that we need to address. Um, there's the spiritual the emotional, as well as the practical side. And, you know, for example, we all know that we need to live within our means, right? And you know that you need to create a, create a budget, you know, have realistic um, uh, debt, uh, you know. Um, and if you are not doing the things that you need to do to make that happen, then there's something that's going on in the other two pillars. Mm -hmm. And in terms of money, our money beliefs are imprinted upon us as children. Now, usually it's either our family, it can be um, religious beliefs, cultural beliefs, right? Or mm -hmm. um, beliefs that have been passed down from other authority figures. But the good news is that beliefs are generational. You know, just because it's something you heard growing up, that doesn't mean that that's, you know, that that's true for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um and um, a lot of times it can't even be unconscious, you know, so um, we're, we're how, in how we handle our money and we're not even conscious of, you know, why we're making the financial decisions that we need to, that we make. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So first of all, it's really important to understand, um, you know, your current relationship with money. You know, why do you make the money decisions that you do? What are the, how are you hardwired around money? Where did those beliefs come from and how are they showing up in your life today? And then how can you shift those beliefs so that you can create a new money story? And a lot of times, again, it's internal, right? Internal. Um, and once we have a handle on creating that internal wealth, understanding those beliefs, why we behave the way we do, then we it frees us up to be able to build that mm -hmm. outer wealth that we desire. Oh, so good. I love talking about this because I think sometimes when it comes to money, we figure out, well, this is just the way it is. I can't 
change it. Uh, and people also get very nervous, I think, to discuss money because it can come with a lot of those beliefs that can be hurtful that we maybe think about money or ourselves with money. But yet it's something that once we bring in awareness and we kind of look at our own money beliefs and what we think about it, we also have the ability to change that at any time, which I think is so amazing that it's not something outside of us, but it's something inside that we can look at and then decide if it's working for us. And if not, we can change it. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the um, exercises that I take my clients through Mm -hmm. is I have them um, write down their first memory of money. And, you know, from that, what was it a good memory or what did Mm -hmm. it perceive it as, you know, a not so pleasant memory? And what did I what did that teach you? You know, one of my, one of my clients, and this is kind of a comical one, but it goes to show how how we think as children. Um, when I asked her this question, she said, you know, one time I wanted to get money out of my piggy bank. My piggy bank was up on a shelf and um, I tried, I climbed up, you know, to get the, get the piggy bank and the piggy bank fell on me and hit me in the head. So mm-hmm. her in her child child mine it it turned out that money hurts oh interesting so it it, you know it it is interesting Mm -hmm. the beliefs that we formulate based on our money um you know our experiences with money you know another thing is um how was money talked about in your household growing up was it even talked about? You know, I have clients that I work with, um, one client in particular that money was never talked about. You know, she saw her parents arguing, but she didn't know exactly what they were arguing about. Mm. Um, but um, it didn't seem money wasn't uh, associated with a positive, a positive right. thing. So really looking at going back and looking at those things. And um, once someone really reflects on that, I'm sh- it comes up that, oh, this is why I behave this way in terms yeah. of with my money. Yeah. And just seeing that, oh, this is the choices I'm making and this is the results I'm getting from it. Mm-hmm. So how do I then want to look at money in a way that's going to serve you towards your goals, which I just think is just such a great thing for us to be cognizant of and to see that and say, okay, how is this playing out in my life? Absolutely. Um, and it's also important to not only, you know, identify how, you know, the, how the money, how your behaviors are showing up, but also, you know, because our mind, you know, statistics show that 90, over 95% of our thoughts um, are unconscious. Con- unconscious thoughts. So, you know, sometimes that mind chatter is going to come in no matter how hard you try to mm-hmm. shift it, but it's okay because you just acknowledge it. And there's tools that you can use to make sure that you are shifting to a more positive, you know, for example, using an affirmation, you know, some, yeah. you know, if someone thinks that, hey, I'm not good with money or or let's say my parents never taught me how to manage money. You know, you can, that's a thought, a limiting belief, mm-hmm. but 
what you you turn that around, you know, you can say that um, I always make good fin financial decisions. So when that thought comes in your head, you reframe it into a positive, and that helps shift out of that, you know, you know, out of that mindset. Yeah, and I love that, and it's just recognizing and redirecting and say, mm -hmm. nope, that was a limiting belief I had before. This is what I'm choosing to think and believe now mm -hmm. that I Absolutely. do make good financial decisions that I am in control of my money. I'm able to figure out what I need to with my money to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I, and I have all the resources, tools, resources, um, that I need to help yeah. me be financially successful. Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing so because they'll start to come to you, even if you don't see them right now, but <laughs> they'll start to, to show up. Absolutely. So if someone is listening today or listens later on and they say, you know, what? I'm seeing that I'm not having the mon money results that I want. What can I do at this point to then start to make that shift or make that change to get the results that I want to with money? Well, the first thing um, it, it, it is to take ownership, right? Um, you know, ownership for your your financial decisions, your financial future. I think, especially as women, it's so important that we do that. Um, and I think it's also important to get the financial education, you know, that you need because if you know one of the the most um, the number one way that women give away their money power is through procrastination. Mm, and so uh, yeah. yeah, and the most, the reason for the procrastination is fear. Fear of not making, uh, of making a mistake mm -hmm. or not knowing what to do. You know, how many times have we put off, you know, I, I'm not sure what to do or if this is the right decision. So I just oh. won't make a decision at all, right? Yeah. But the yeah. good news is, but that is a decision too. Yeah, it is a decision. That's why I kind of laugh. Yeah. To do nothing is a decision. But um, you know, so the important thing is to um that it, you know, it is easily overcome through financial education and support. And as women, you know, we are typically the nurturers, right? We're mm -hmm. we're typically the caregivers. Um, you know, we're typically, we're raised to take care of everyone else before we take care yes. of ourselves. Yes. So we don't always want to ask for support. You know, we kind of mm -hmm. feel that's a kind of a sign of weakness, but it's not. It's mm -hmm. so important to make sure that you get the support that you need. And there's so many um, opportunities uh, to get to get that support, you know, and it's really okay. Um, I tell women that it's really okay to put putting yourself first. Yes. It's not selfish. Mm -hmm. It's self full. Now that's mm -hmm. a quote from Yala Van Zandt, but it's so true because if you use the analogy, you think about you know when we get on a plane, right, and they give us the um, safety, the mm -hmm. safety talk. Um, what's the first thing they tell you? If you're traveling with a minor and the cabin pressure drops, put yep. your mask on first and then put the mask on the child. Because if mm -hmm. you don't take care of yourself first, you don't have 
the resources, you know, the energy or whatever it might be to take care of everyone else. And that's the same Mm -hmm. thing with, with, um, finances and, you know, financial planning for your financial future. Um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I loved, I, I loved how you phrase this, that women can give up their money power by procrastination. And I think mm-hmm. that's so fascinating to think about because we think, oh, you know, we're so busy with everything else. I'll get to that, <laughs> right? That's another thing on the list. But yet the longer we prolong that, the longer that we limit ourselves and what we can do and create with our money too. Yes, absolutely. Um, especially when it comes to retirement planning mm-hmm. for women. Um with retirement, um, you know, you only have a certain window, right? In order to save, <laughs> to save yeah. for retirement, uh, because the younger you are, the less you have to put away. But mm-hmm. as you get older, it's so important, you know, it, then you you are limited, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's important to keep that in mind. You know, I remember um, another uh, situation when I was in corporate America, and thank goodness, I had um, a wonderful manager who um, took the time to educate me because Mm. I had, you know, a company had a great 401k with matching. And again, you know, I was still entry level and, and thinking, oh, you know what, I could, I can't afford to contribute Mm. to Mm -hmm. the 401k. And he said, Pamela, (laughs) you're giving away free money. Yes. And then that kind of resonated with me. It's like, oh, I'm giving away free money. <laughs> um, and so, so, but also learning to, you know, start small if you need to, and mm-hmm. then continue to build. And by the time I left corporate America, you know, I was maxing my 401k yeah. contributions every year. But just for someone, you know, taking the time to, to educate me, bring that to your ten- my attention. And that's so important, you know, for women to get, you know, get that education. Um, and it's important when you're getting education that you get it from a professional that's not trying to sell you something, mm-hmm. right? Like just telling you to be able to sell, <laughs> to sell yeah. you something. It's really important yeah. to get that. And there's so many places to get it, whether it's um, through, um, you know, online communities, you know, of mm-hmm. like-minded women. There are also um, uh, websites that specialize in financial education. Um, and just really, because uh, one also one of the, the, the comments that I hear from women is, well, I don't even know, they're working with a financial advisor, Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, I don't even know what questions to ask. So that's why it's yeah. so important to get that education. So you can ask questions and you should be working with someone who's willing to educate you. If they're not, oh. then they're probably not the right advisor, you know, mm-hmm. for you, because um, it's really yeah. important. Um, and that I want to just mention too one other one of the second ways, I mentioned the first way, the number one way is procrastination. But another way that women give away their money power is by putting someone else in charge of their finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, you do want to work with, you know, a trusted advisor, but 
you're going to be a partner in that right. relationship. You know, don't blindly just turn over your finances to anyone, whether it's your spouse, your, you know, um, a family member. And so let me just share also the third way that women give away their money power. And that is putting others' needs ahead of their own. Mm. And again, we don't think about that because, um, you know, as women, you know, we're raised to nurture and help others. Um, and a lot of times I see this with women who have children yeah. and especially our, our grown children, <laughs> you know, um, you know, we always, we want to help and be supportive, mm -hmm. but not to the detriment of our own financial success, you know, and I tell my clients, you know, the best thing that you can do for your children is not to be a burden to them in your older years, mm. you know, so, but I'm not saying just cut them off, you know, yeah. cold turkey, <laughs> yeah. but maybe create, um, you know, a timeline telling them, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to help you in the, for this particular, you know, this time. And then let them know that they need to take care of things on their, on their own. Ah. And, um, and it might even be where you can suggest that or, or pay for them to see a financial planner if they mm. need to get things in order. Um, but, you know, it is so important to um, take care of your financial future first, you know, before you are um, helping others. That's so important. And I don't think we think about that, especially as young moms. We're like, yeah, our kids need us constantly. They need the constant, not only um, care, but then financial, <laughs> um, you know, we're taking care of them financially. But sometimes I don't think we think about that as they become adults and adult children, that we could also enable that by saying, okay, well, we'll help pay for this and we'll help pay for this. But at not at your own detriment. And I think that's once again, kind of back to what you were talking about before about the oxygen mask mm -hmm. that we need to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves to be self-sustaining and self-reliant. And then we can go and assist others to do so as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good, hun. And I can't believe our time is already up. I just love talking about this. I love talking about money. And it's just been such a pleasure to have you on, Pamela. And, you know, for all, for all of our listeners out there, if they say, hey, I want to work with Pam and get to know her better and uh, take part in her program, where can they reach you? Uh, well, I there's a few places to reach me. You know, my website is PamelaPlick.com. Um, I'm on social media as well. And um I do have a Facebook community uh, called Rise to Your Money Power. So if that resonates, but I also, I want to offer a gift. I have two, two gifts to offer your, your community. Wonderful. And um, the first gift is uh, for you, for you, you, those of you that are watching who really want to understand your current relationship with money. If so, I have my free money type quiz and it only takes five minutes and um, it can be a life changer, um, an easy way to understand, you know, your relationship with money. And the second gift is if you 
feel that um, you know that you need uh, support around your relationship with money and you're wanting to uh, create a mini plan to overcome the limiting beliefs or blocks that you're currently facing uh, so that you can put a plan in place to achieve the financial freedom that you desire, then I offer a 30-minute money power breakthrough session. And to take advantage of either of these two gifts, um, you just go to PamelaPlick.com forward slash thank you. That's PamelaPlick.com forward slash thank you. And once you've taken advantage of those those two gifts, there are other resources. You know, check out the other resources that I have on the page um, to help you move forward on your journey towards financial freedom. That's so great, Pamela. Wonderful. It's been so great to have you on and we'll definitely have you back uh, because I think the more we can empower women with money, the world's just going to be a better place. So thank you so much for being on today. Oh, you're so welcome, Amber. And thank you for inviting me. It's been wonderful. Absolutely. Awesome. And if you're finding this podcast helpful, but you want to go to the next level in creating confidence with your money, head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses. There we're going to help you create confidence in your money. And what does confidence do? It's going to help you make those decisions you need to make about your money and feel good about those decisions. It's going to help you generate more abundance and more income where we can look at what is your money mindset creating for you? And is that something that's serving you? Or do you want to create something more? I look forward to seeing you there. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes. You can reach me by email at amberpetersoncoaching at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.